day, all day, all day, all day, all day, all day, all day. Hello and welcome to the Dorm Room Dispute Podcast. It's a Friday. It's a lovely Friday. We're just checking in on you. How are you doing? Having fun in your office cubicle? <laughs> We're studying there. I know you're listening while you're jogging. We got finals coming up. Well, however you may be listening to us, or for whatever reason, we appreciate it. Thank you for stopping by. I am Mitchell Kaminsky, and I'm Marshall Macaluso, and this uh, we here we are here to give you this week's rundown of the top leagues, who's hot, who's not, and our hot topics of the week. Let's get right into it, Mitch. Well, we got. Two playoffs. It's playoff season right playoff now. Season. It's championship season. We got the Champions League going on. Oh, NBA yeah. playoffs. NHL playoffs. Big thing in uh big thing though most of these people are talking about. You see across sports networks. The NBA playoffs such a big deal here. Yep. And we had uh, a big game one earlier this week between the Rockets and Thunder. And I'm just watching these playoffs epitomizes to me a very I knew this a while ago, but this has really hit home and been the perfect example of these playoffs. The NHL playoffs are so much better than the NBA playoffs, and they never get any coverage. James Harden and the Rockets, after game one of their series, were complaining about the refs after that game, and it was ridiculous. James Harden makes a living off of manipulating officials. He gets to the free throw line like 10 times a game. He scores like 30 points. 20 of those are from free throws. It's ridiculous. And then he has the audacity to complain about not getting calls. Oh, I just want the game to be called fairly. Look, when it's the playoffs, the court gets tighter. They're not calling as much. It's going to get more physical. You're not going to get this ticky-tack stuff you get in the regular season. Hence, why he hasn't made it to a finals yet. He has not been good in the playoffs. He's underperformed. Then we have him complaining about his eye injury, which, mind you, that did look pretty that, serious. That was painful. They were talking about, um, I forget who it was on the... Um, it was the Raptors. No, the Raptors, he, like, broke his nose. Oh, the Nuggets guy. Nuggets guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then he came back in the game and like, oh, that was a heroic the performance by him. And Steph Curry had a dislocated finger, and they're like, oh, look at him playing through that. It is a joke. The NHL playoffs are a lot more exciting. They've been better. The players are tougher. The whole thing, for a casual fan, if you're coming in just watching the Very two true. randomly... The NHL playoffs is so much more exciting. This is a year or two in the second round. Like, people, or even the first round, people are like, oh, this is one of the better N- NBA playoffs we've had. It's like, <laughs> As really? I'm going to go through the scores of the first round series for each of them, and you tell me which one you think sounds more exciting. We'll go with the NBA playoffs to start with. Um, Houston played uh, the Jazz. They won that series 4-1. to one. The closest game was a three-point win for the Rockets, so they had that. But the rest of them, it was... 122 to 90, 118 98, and then 99 93. Bunch of blowouts. Then there was the Portland and uh, Oklahoma series, which we both agree was a pretty entertaining series, but it was five games, and that was the most entertaining series of the first round, with the best game being the buzzer beater in game five, but it was game five. There's blowouts there, yeah. A lot of blowouts. 120 to 108 in uh, game three, the Thunder won, and 114 94. Not that good. Then we had the Denver Nuggets and San Antonio Spurs. Okay, that one went seven, but it was two teams that, do we really think they have a shot of going to the NBA Finals? No one cared about that. No one was watching Game 7. More people were watching Game 1 between the Warriors and Rockets than they were of Game 7 between the Denver series. I personally was. Not going to lie. Then there was the Clippers and Warriors, and the Clippers made it interesting by having a big 30-point comeback. All right, that's interesting, but they still lost in six games, and the scores were 
one of the scores, okay, 121-104. Then they had 132-105 to in Game 3. Then there was 113-105. to And, hey, it's, it's old Michael, Michael Young. Young. Michael Young, friend of the podcast. How are you? This is my roommate, uh, Michael Young. He has been on the podcast. He's been usually He's... sleeping when we record. Yes. yes. Michael, what do you think of the NBA playoffs? Do you think they're exciting or whether they do? Actually, you know what? He's a casual fan. If you had a chance to watch either game, you could watch an NHL playoff game or an NBA playoff game. You're getting front row seats either. Which one would you rather go NBA. to? NBA. Son of a bitch. All right, well. <laughs> All right, my well, we're kicking Mitchell off the podcast. He's, Boston, well, I'll continue. We'll continue with the scores. Uh, Boston, that series, they swept them 4-0. Philadelphia won 4-1 in a gentleman sweep. None of those games were close either, 122-100. to And then finally, Toronto beat the Magic, and it's the Magic. That's no good, 4-1. And then Milwaukee beat the Pistons. Another one, not even remotely close. All right, now let's go to the first round of the NHL playoffs. The only sweep, or the one of the sweeps we had, uh, was the Tampa Bay Lightning got swept by the Columbus Blue Jackets. The Blue Jackets, Blue Jackets have never won a playoff game or a playoff series. Tampa Bay was coming in with the best record in the NHL. They tied the record for most points in the season. They got upset. Unpredictability in the NHL. The yeah. Penguins also defend, or not last year they weren't, but the two-time Stanley Cup champions, the per- perennial contenders, they got swept by the Islanders. San Jose. Vegas, they had a classic Game 7 in which San Jose, it was ridiculous. They came back, third period, down 3-0. They scored four goals on a power play. Then uh, Vegas went back and tied it up with 46 seconds left, and then they ended up winning in overtime. Fantastic series. Calgary and Colorado. Calgary was the number one seed in your Colorado Avalanche. Knocked them off with uh, your bandwagon, yes. baby. <laughs> Winnipeg, St. Louis, another fantastic series. Jordan Benning. They, the, the bottom line is, this games have been better, but because there's a bunch of sweaty Russians sweating, skating around, like we'd rather watch a guy like James Harden. That's cool instead of watching some sweaty Russian Vladimir Tarasenko. <laughs> but the games are more exciting. There's a lot more parody. The, the atmospheres in these have been insane. I mean, just in round two. Round two for the NBA should be a lot better than what we're getting. Definitely. Because yeah. we have some good matchups, undeniably. And right now we got two tight series that are tied. Uh, the Stars are tied right now, uh, two, two apiece with the Blues. Uh, the Avalanche are tied right now with the... It's been back and forth. The Carolina you know, Islanders is really the only season, the series, and and then that could still go... New York Islanders. Or yeah, with the Carolina yeah. versus Hurricane. Islanders. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's the only series that's like really potentially decided, but they can still fight back. That was the other one I forgot too. And game one of that one went to overtime. They had a stretch of seven nights in a row where at least one game went to overtime. Fun to watch, which is ridiculous. And then game one, Carolina is another one. They upset Washington, who was a one seed, and now Carolina's up three yeah. zero in the second round. It's so hard to predict. It's, it's like true. March Madness. I I, I, I think it's better. Boston I, was another one went game seven. And Boston I think it, the the thing that struggle that the NHL struggles with, and I think this is what totally sets them apart, is just the NBA. It's easier and better, or it's easier, and they've done a better job of marketing players. Oh, totally. You know, because people like I mean, like Michael, for instance, like he wants to see Steph Curry or like. You know, Kevin Durant or, like, just someone cool that we all know, like Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook. And honestly, you know what it comes down to? Hot take. reason that we have what you were talking about is because they don't wear helmets. They don't wear yeah. helmets. Yeah. You, you can, can see, see them. them yeah. They're easily well, recognizable, and then basketball is just a, such a, Also, you know, too, for basketball, sport. all you need is a ball and a hoop, and yeah. you can shoot by yourself for a couple hours. It's yeah. easy to play a pickup game. Where hockey, yeah, you, you need nets, equipment. you need sticks, yeah. you need equipment. It's an expensive sport to play, which is why it's it's more. I understand why basketball is more popular with these playoffs. Like, it, yeah, it's almost every year. I will year, say though, better. 
Um, like, I obviously watch basketball. I actually really don't follow more either of these sports very um, uh, religiously or whatever. But, like, I the only thing I've seen out of the NHL has been very entertaining. Whereas, like, I was like, oh, Game 6, Warriors, Clippers. I want to see, like, the Pat Bev, you know. And yep. they got blown out by, like, what, like 20? Or no, they made it close, but they still... No, no, yeah, no, that was the one where they got blown yeah. out by, like, 20-something. And it's like, I you get these quote-unquote, like, cool matchups, but it doesn't really pan out. Here's the other thing I love, too, about hockey guys, just the character. Okay, that, uh, for example, we have Carolina knocks off Washington. Yeah. Big upset. They lost in double overtime, Game 7, heartbreaking fashion. They still stayed on the ice. Both teams come, shake hands afterwards. It's a lot classier. After that Thunder series, yeah, they're Paul George and all, nowhere to be found. And it's also true because they saw, like the the Blazers had they had no interest in in like talking. Like both teams, you could be you could you could point out both teams were like the, the Thunder said see you, and the Blazers were like we don't even want to shake your hand. We're gonna go yeah. celebrate. And my final point before we move on is just like the toughness of them. The Warriors and Rockets haven't played in three games. They need three days rest in between games which yeah. is ridiculous nhl every other day it's a much more physical sport we had a guy for the bruins a couple years ago broke his leg still finished his shift yeah. like yeah and then steph curry they come oh he's got a sprained finger look at that heroic performance it wasn't sprained it was dislocated it's Mitch. ridiculous <laughs> the nhl playoffs are better if you really want some entertainment i highly suggest watching them that's why we're gonna. Yeah. Speaking of entertainment, Champions League. Yeah, that's right. Yes. We're in the semifinal first leg. Uh, Ajax got their big away goal against Tottenham. Um, I'll give you. You know what? For those of you, because you know it's the semifinals, second legs coming up. They're gonna get the matches. For those of you who want to watch, but don't necessarily know the um, you know the themes of these two teams. So Tottenham. Um, both Tottenham and Ajax, no one really thought would get here. It was very long shots for both of them. Ajax is a very young team. Their captain, Mitch and I, are older than their captain of the whole team. Yeah. Um, they're, they think they're averaged two years ago when they went to the Europa League final. Um, they're average, they had like a 31-year-old dude, and the rest of them, the oldest guy was like 25. Very young, um, and they just, you know, they play good football. That's how they got here. Tottenham, they're without Harry Kane, their, uh, their uh, elite striker, but... That one has all to play for going back to Netherlands. Next one, Barcelona. No introduction there. They beat Liverpool 3-0. In which, honestly, it is not over. Liverpool can still come back. they got a lot of firepower. If they can get a couple holes, get some momentum at home. But Messi, if you want to see it just like how much soccer resembles art, you can look at Messi's third goal against Liverpool and how it is, is absolutely beautiful. It was a free kick from 30-some yards out, and it was art on the pitch. So, you yeah. know, it's not art watching that ear-biter score a goal against his former team and go hamming it up yeah, afterwards. That's true. It was funny. Screw Luis Suarez. You're we, a racist and ear-biter. You it's thug true. playing for the wrong it's team. It's actually funny because... Um, it, he's world-renowned. There was a joke I saw. He's um, Uruguayan, and they were saying he could get a passport switch, go to Brazil, score against Uruguay, and he'd still celebrate. That man has absolutely no morals. It is so... He actually, uh, on the Messi goal, they say, you know, Messi slides, and the fans are all celebrating, all the players are running over, and Luis Suarez deliberately runs and, like, stops right in front of the Liverpool player and then keeps running uh, to go to celebrate. But yeah, that man is the definition of a bastard. You want a class act. Mo Salah. That's why I'm a Liverpool fan, for many <laughs> well, other stupid reasons. If you want to see a class act, you should see someone who can score an open goal. That was a bad pass. Post. You know what? It was but a bad <laughs> pass. But this guy in the World Cup during Egypt, his address got leaked. Which, like, immediately, that's a problem. Next yeah. thing you know, they have a bunch of Egyptian guys and Egyptian fans showed up at his house. Now, I would be out on the porch with a shotgun being like, Get out of here, you heathens. 
Not Mo Salah. <laughs> he went out, greeted all of them, started signing autographs and saying hi. Class act. He is. He is. I won't give you that. He's a. He's a class act. And the Beatles are from Liverpool. LeBron owns part of the team. What's not to love about Liverpool? Go. Go. Yeah. Is it the Reds? The Reds. Yeah, the Reds. I'm a diehard. Yep. There you go. <laughs> Uh, moving on, but yeah, hey, t- t- tune in, I believe, a- next Tuesday yeah. and Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday, isn't o'clock. it? They play Wednesday? Well, they they one play, play Barcelona Wednesday. Barcelona's on Wednesday. The Tottenham game's on Tuesday. They're both at 2 o'clock. Tune in. I'm going to be watching it during my... Uh, my Reds Hey, you know, we have study back. day on Wednesday. That's true. We have no classes, so we'll be able to watch that. Although, I, will, I usually skip math to watch it anyways. Don't tell my parents. Uh, moving on, um, MLB. We're not going to talk about the whole league, because honestly, you guys don't really care. Neither do we. Um, we're going to talk about the Cubs and Sox. We'll, we'll start off with the Sox. Yes, we have the... In. The AL Player of the Month, baby. Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Keep bat flipping, doing your thing. The he's defense cool. has improved. The lead of the AL on average, too. Yeah. He is cool. He's a he's a likable cool guy. guy. He actually had an interesting... I'll hear your thoughts on this, too. He had an interesting uh, Sports Illustrated article. They did a piece about him. And he called himself the Jackie Robinson of this generation. And not before the black thing. They're like, because they, they asked him to explain it. I was like, hold on. Boy, a second. Let's second. pump the brakes there, Tim. And they're like, they were asking him, I was like, well, is it because you're the only black guy on the team? Because African Americans in baseball have really gone down a lot since the 90s. So he's one of very few there. And he's like, no, no, not that at all. I'm breaking down the fun barrier. I'm like, um, all right. Interesting take. What do you think about that? I think. Um, I don't know about that one. I don't know about that one because I feel like the barrier has already been broken down. We're just kind of because I definitely think the majority of baseball fans fans are yep. okay with what Tim Anderson is doing. Mm-hmm. And like you look at like um, like a lot of players. Like we were talking earlier about Javier Baez and just like you know, like like, a, like like you can think of like the Francisco Lindors of the league. Yeah. Um, they just do like more shenanigans. Sorry, my email keeps buzzing. He's a bad. popular man. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, I think the barriers... And, like, the majority... Because when he bat flipped the first time, everyone was like, dang, that was dope. And, like, yeah. e, like ESPN, all these guys. But then there you get the minority who's like, oh, he's disrespecting the game. And, like, it's probably just because his skin color. Yeah. So, like, you know what? I, you know what? He can call himself that. He, yeah. I'll, I mean... I'll more power to him. I don't I don't know. He's a... Uh, this is why I love Tim Anderson, too. And it's not just because he plays for the Sox. One, he, he does his own thing, and he doesn't apologize to anyone. Last True. year, they had he hit a home run against Kansas City. He hit two home runs against Kansas City opening day. And Salvador Perez apparently didn't like the way he ran around the bases or whatever or watched the one home run. So he later hit a double, and he was on second base talking to him like, hey, dude, you can't do that. Tim Anderson said next time he played the Royals, it's the exact same thing. He's like, hey, I'm not backing down. I'm going to play my way. Yeah. I'm here to have fun. I don't need these crotchety old guys telling us, how to play the game. The, uh, last year, Marcus Stroman was talking trash to him, and there was a bench-clearing incident there. He's like, hey, I'm not going to take any of your... He doesn't take any crap. He plays the game like his way. I think the bat flip was super I, cool with the way he like, tossed it. I will it. say, though, he, when it comes to being fun, sure, likable... I don't know. I can see where all the teams walk up And the I can wrong see way. because, I mean, because we yeah. all talk about Javi Baez, and, like, Javi Baez is, like, very well-liked among the MLB because I feel like Tim Anderson, and I, I say this lightly because I don't know how much, how much of an extent I have, I believe it, but he goes out of his way to, like... And he's not disrespecting anyone, but he goes out of the way to have an excessive celebration where I can see why people would be like pissed off whereas Javi Baez like if you look at like what he does like he doesn't really 
he, he doesn't really like. Sh- I mean, we we had we looked up like Javi Baez bat flips or whatever, and like it was fairly tame. And he he and he also jokes around like there's one and you can you can see it um all over like he tags out Puig who was like trying to stretch a double and he like finger wags in his face, but Puig immediately smiles because they both knew that they were like already right. friendly and it was like a joke. Whereas I feel like Tim Anderson, I can't see him doing that with any player, not because. It's like respectful or whatever, but I feel like he doesn't have any like friendly. Oh, friends I actually, like that. I I don't disagree. I don't know if he goes out of his way. But he just, like, I think he just plays it his way. If he rubs people the wrong way, and he's even said he's like, my teammates like it. That's yeah. all I care about. I'm just yeah. riding south side or so. I, I and I do agree with that. He even said in the article when he goes to first base, like usually you're supposed to be pretty social. Like he doesn't really talk to people. It's like yeah. I don't have anything to talk and you, about. You'll I don't see have a like lot Anthony, in that's why like Anthony Rizzo is pretty well liked. Like he, you can yeah. like it was against. But Goldschmidt was on first, he, or whatever, and they are yeah. talking it up. He, before, yeah, we'll move on to the Cubs. Before we, yeah, he did have for uh, Jackie Robinson Day in the MLB, everyone wears 42, and that was a big deal for Tim Anderson, obviously, because he's uh, African-American. He had a uh, boys and girls club in Chicago where it was, like, a lot of um, at-risk children or whatever, and he yeah. had them in, and they had a private, he had a private screening with all of them of for, the movie 42, which That's I cool. thought that was pretty, that was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I will say I'm a Tim Anderson, but how, how, just quickly, how are you feeling about the White Sox a month in? Um, the pitching is terrible, and it's going to be worse now that Carlos Rodon uh, got injured. He's obviously one of our better guys. Um, Giolito had an injury scare. So we're all doing a lot of patchwork. Uh, Irvin Santana got released after three starts. He had an ERA over nine. Yikes. Yvonne Nova has not been panning out the way we wanted to. We got Manny Banuelos in the starting rotation right now. So it's a lot of patchwork. However, um... Eighth inning on, I do like our back end of our bullpen, Alex Colomay, Calvin Herrera. If we have a lead in the eighth, we're going to be good. The rest of the bullpen's suspect. But to lack up for the lack of pitching, this team does fight, and they score a lot of runs. This lineup is exciting to watch. is finally coming back into form, uh, which is really nice to see. Uh, Tim Anderson's been raking. Yohan Moncada's having a really nice year. He's batting over 300. So this offense can score some runs. It's just pitching's going to be the problem. And I, they're only a game under 500 right now. Um, I think if... I, I predicted them to have 80 wins, and that's that was very optimistic. And I think if they keep hitting and get the pitching figure out, uh, they'll they'll be okay. But the pitching is very concerning uh, yeah. right now, so that's going to be their big setback. They cannot continue with having starters only go five innings because their bullpen's going to get taxed, and their bullpen's frankly not that good except for the back two. So yeah. that is a little concerning. But moving on, we got the Cubs. Who I will say I'm feeling pretty good. First of all, today they blanked the Cardinals um, for nothing. Rizzo had a three-run shot. The first Greg Maddox start of the year. Yeah, he, Kyle Hendricks with 82 pitches, complete game shutout. Did you believe he gave up three or four hits? It was and impressive. That, it was very impressive. Uh, watching that game, the efficiency it was like, oh my. And he God. was throwing. He was just throwing strikes, strikes sure. on strikes on strikes. And he had a lot of dudes who like flew out to the warnings track, but he said, I don't care. I'm still gonna throw strikes. They they were getting contact, but. Didn't matter. He reminds me a lot of Mark Burley, where he's not a power pitcher. He's just a finesse guy. Like, his yeah. fastball is only, like, what, 86, 90, yeah, something like that? That, that was, like, the same with Mark Burley. His fastball topped out at, like, 80. But he pumps in strikes. He works quickly. Yeah. And he trusts his defense. Like, hey, put it in play. That's fine. My de- yeah. I got defense behind and me. So, I was, like that. It was the the fewest no, nine-inning shutout. Or, I think, the fewest pitches of, of a, uh, what's the word, complete game since 2012. Yep. 82 pitches. Um, the record is 53, was 58. it? Yeah, we in looked this up, Yeah, we we're, were looking this up. It was 1990, a guy for the Reds. Um, he went 58 pitches. That's crazy. In 1990? Yeah. Wow. Um, but, yeah, and so Hendricks looking good. And it was actually because he got he got kind of shelled. 
Um, his last outing, I think he gave up Arizona, a, yeah. yeah, against four or five in the first inning. And we we're like, uh oh. Uh, but yeah, I think honestly the Cubs started up two and seven, and since that stretch, they have had the highest win percentage in the MLB. Um, and I think they're fin- they're figuring out their bullpen. I mean, you looked the other night. Steve Ciszek had bases or men on men on first and second, no outs, nice only up by one against the the. The Mariners, and he got out of it with a double play and then a big strikeout. So, you know, they're figuring out their It looked like they won the NLDS with that celebration, yeah. too. That was funny. I was that glad was, to see them all hyped up. Yeah, it was it was nice, though, because especially especially with, like, the bullpen being scrutinized so much and then be like, uh-oh, here we go again. He's going to blow the game. Um, but, yeah, I think – and I think the offense, we knew their offense was going to be good even when they were 2-7. and seven, The offense was fine. Um, but the pitching, I think Madden's – and I was very skeptical, but they were like, look, we have the depth – in our minor league system to have um, a good bullpen this year. And they are just kind of been rotating guys. You know, Dylan Maples came up. He's been throwing nasty stuff. Um, but I will say that the pitching is going to work out, in my opinion. Um, as for the offensive side, Rizzo's right hot. Javi Baez. So these are the – he is having a fantastic season and doing it very quietly. A fun stat for you all. Uh, Javier Baez played appearance. So the amount of plate appearances it took for him to reach 10 home runs in 2016 it was 257, 2017 it was 186, 2018 it was 129, 2019 it was 124. So it has been dropping every single year. Um, and so yeah, player development. Javi Baez has improved a lot, and I, I'm I'm really I'm sitting pretty with the Cubs. I'm happy about that. Uh, moving on. Shout out Ted Wick Heating Cooling. You know, Ted, we are only going to be in contact with Ted Wick's Heating Cooling for the next, like, two weeks. Yeah, we're going to have to find another sponsor. Yeah, we're going to have to find another sponsor. He's, uh, although he'll, he'll, he'll renew his, uh, his, his well, uh, let's hope contract. Because so, we haven't gotten our sponsorship uh, deal in a while, so hopefully yeah, Ted Wick's true. Yeah, Yeah, he's a senior. Um, he'll be graduating. Not too long, as we're nearing the end of the year. Um, moving on, so who does, who, who's hot, who's not? Mitch, who's hot? Uh, right now, Jesse Winkler, and this fits in with the Tim Anderson conversation and having fun in baseball. Um, he, they were playing uh, the New York Mets in New York. There wasn't a whole lot of people there, Boring. so he, he could hear. Uh, he he said he after the game, I, I could hear pretty much everyone the saying There wasn't that many people there. Yeah. He made a sliding catch to end the game, and then he started waving goodbye to all the fans, and he went crazy. He waved goodbye to the fan right in front of him that caught it. Then he went took like a mini victory lap around the outfield, waving goodbye to all the people. <laughs> That was pretty cool. The New York fans, uh, they were good sports about it because the next game, uh, he got ejected. Yeah, in the ninth. And in the ninth inning after strikeout, and they all returned the favor to him, waving yeah. goodbye. So a nice little – baseball needs more of that. Yeah, and that, was, that was good to it see. It was funny because he um, – so there's a – for Barstool, there's this one guy. Um, is it KFC Barstool? I'm totally blanking. Um, there's too many of them. Uh, but there's a dude who's like a big Mets fan, yeah. and he was like kind of, he wasn't like pissed, but he was like, oh, that, like, that you bastard kind of deal. Um, and then he posted something about, like, his daughter or something like that. It was, it was totally something not sports-related, and Jesse Winkler, like, commented on it just with two waving emojis, <laughs> and then they went back and forth. It was pretty funny. Jesse Winkler, gotta love to see that. My hot is deception uh, in the NFL draft, because um, Dave Gettleman, in a post game, where we talked about the Daniel Jones pick, we're like, "What the? What are you doing, man?" But then he said, "Hey, look, I know, um, I know that, you know, my pick is good because you know what, the the Redskins and the Broncos or the at 17 and 10 were gonna pick him." He was like, "I I had my sources. They said they're gonna pick him. We wanted him, and that's who we got." 
And then uh, a couple reporters uh, who heard that, they went around and they said, hmm, I wonder if this is actually true. Asked all 32 teams, or 31 teams. Uh, it was Darren Rovell went to all 31 teams, and he said, I asked every single one of those teams, and none of them said that they believe that's true. Yeah. Was, like, the entire rest of the league was like, dude, you got played. Because, like... If you look at the if you look at the Redskins, they're saying we got Dwayne Haskins. Whether you like him or not, he was like definitely the higher yeah. prospect. And the Broncos were like, we took two picks before even taking a quarterback, and we sort of got our guy in Drew Locke. So Dave Gentleman kind of got played. He also was like, you know what? I was in a bagel shop in New York, and a random guy came up to me and said, love the pick. So in other news, that definitely happened and is very true. <laughs> God. That random guy. That's, that's <laughs> terrible. I mean, he's not a top... Because he said we're going to take the best player available. He's not even the best quarterback available. You know, there's so no way he's a top six. I will say this for him, though. They were breaking down his film at NFL Network. With Duke, he had no help around him. There was no. a lot of drop passes. He didn't have a lot of protection. He was running for his life. So, you know what? Maybe they do see something in him. The scouts liked him for some reason, and I hope he pans out because the way he's getting crucified. But, man, I... That's tough. That's a tough we'll scene. See. <laughs> um, and then my not hot is D'Angelo Russell. In the wise words of Stephen A. Smith, stay off the weed because D'Angelo Russell got caught, I believe it was yesterday, uh, at an airport because he was smuggling weed in. I uh, was trying to get it through security. But that's not even the real story here. He hid his marijuana, his Mary Jane, his devil's lettuce, inside a fake Arizona iced tea bottle. You can't, you can't, TSA does one thing well, and it's that you can't take wi- liquids on a plane. And he said, hmm, <laughs> I know they're going to confiscate the liquid, so I'm going to put weed inside it. Cause dude, like you, yeah. you have a water bottle. Like, hey, y'all, we gotta throw that out. And then they, they, this, they pick up this can. It's rattling around. Smells, smells a little like Kush. Open it up. Think it's got weed in there. How stupid can you be? Put it in like a, a shoe or something. They wouldn't find it. They wouldn't care. But you put it inside a, a, a liquid. That's true. They crack down the liquids. Wait a second. You yeah. can't bring that water out. He should have, he should have put it inside like a gun or something. And they probably wouldn't have found it. They're like, eh, it's whatever. Uh, there's no, there's no shampoo that's over three and a half ounces, so he's good to I go. I think, well, you know, they probably confiscate <laughs> the gun too, is my guess. But you're right, they probably, they, they would crack. I think you'd have a better chance with the gun in the bag than the twelve ounce bottle of liquid. Yeah, because exactly. They're confiscating like, that how faster. dumb do you have to be? <laughs> good God. Uh, my not is Jose Abreu, which is surprising because for a stretch last week he was one of the hottest hitters on the planet. He was, he was hitting pretty well. Um, he uh, against Detroit. He hit the longest single you will ever see in your life. But this is why he is the knot for the week. <laughs> this single went out of the ballpark, as in it should have been his second home run of the game. The Sox are down 9-1, uh, to one, I believe. They came back. It was this great rally. Abreu hit a home run. Then it looked like he hit a second of the game to give him a 12-10 lead. But he passed the runner rounding first base because Tim Anderson, like it was one of those home runs where like, he didn't know if he was going to rob it or not, so he went back oh. to tag up. Abreu just, like, casually rounded past them. The ball went out of the ballpark. The Tigers wisely challenged, and credit for them for reviewing that, because I don't know who's on top of this. Like, hey, wait a second, I think he passed him. And Abreu was called out, so he did not get credit for his home run, and it was it was scored as a single. So it went from 12-10 to 10 to 11-10, to 10, and that would have been a big run. We ended up winning on a walk-off. Tim Anderson hit the walk-off. There you go. But uh, we wouldn't have needed those heroics if Jose Abreu could run the bases. Yep. All right, now we got uh, last 
Uh, finally, we're talking about NBA playoffs. Um, and so, first game, most recent one, 76ers beat the Raptors. Uh, 116 to 95. Breaking news: Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry stinks in the playoffs. That's not just him. Besides Pascal Siakam, there's no help it's on true. that team. Kawhi's gone. He's so gone. Just like, like I, Jim I, Carrey I, I and Sean Mendez and Justin Bieber, they're all leaving Canada for LA. <laughs> and Kawhi Leonard will be the next entertainer to join them. I don't blame him. Like, what do you like? What uh, I Pascal Siakam? They got Van Fleet. Kyle Lowry's yeah, like Van this Fleet's man. nice. He's like this all-star. Dude, I'd rather have like a Kyle Korver or someone than a Kyle Lowry. He stinks. Yet, the other thing is, is you expect good things out of him. Because in the game two, I'll give him, he dropped 20 points in this series. They still lost. But in game one, he dropped the nine. In game three, he dropped seven. It's like, you can't. Dude, those are like Jared Dudley, Tristan Thompson numbers. You can't be dropping seven points in game three. Yeah. What are you doing? Who do you think's more known throughout the world? Coretta Van Fleet, the band, or Fred Van Fleet, the basketball player? If you pulled 10 people, who do you think they would... I said you know, you know Aaron Provito went to high school with Fred Van Fleet? Did he really? Yeah, a guy in our fraternity. Huh. But I definitely think Greta Van Fleet. I think so, too. They're a lala. They don't wear shoes on stage, though. That's kind of nasty. Ew. Yeah. They probably like got the some whole... disease. Yeah, with those hobbit... Yeah, I don't know. And they don't <laughs> wear shirts. <laughs> They're not ripped enough not to be wearing the shirt. Now, it's not like they're fat, but you know, put a damn shirt on. <laughs> but also, like, there's, I feel like Van Fleets. There's not very many of them, and to be the second most popular Van Fleet. That's true. That's like like Marshall's not a very popular name or common name. So I think for a lot of people, the, I'm the most popular Marshall they know, or like the most Jack well-known. Marshall. Yeah, but that's his last name. It doesn't count. People call him Marshall. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You know, right. But, but and then he's like, I'm the most popular Van Fleet people know. It's like, no, you're not. Fred Van Fleet, I saw a guy rocking his jersey the other day. I was like, it was Fred Larry. Van Fleet, yeah. Larry. Yeah. Shout out Larry. He's not listening. <laughs> he's All right, let's good. move on. Uh, Nuggets lost to the Blazers. Whoop I don't know. Do. The NBA's oh, dreading uh, <laughs> that. They're like, <laughs> oh, true. my God. Because the ratings are down this year, which is also why you should watch the NHL playoffs. Because stick it to the NBA. <laughs> These series are going to stink. Nikola Jokic, he megged a guy. That is true. For a pass. That was pretty cool. Jokic is the star, but he's not very pleasing See, Damian, to the eye. It's actually kind of funny because Damian Lillard only got his exposure because he was playing Russell Westbrook and he was showing him up. Yeah. Where it's like he's showing up Jamal Murray. Congrats. If they so get funny. Warriors Nuggets, though, do you know how unwatchable that series yeah. would be? They need the Blazers. Houston, and here's my here's my hot take too. I think they need the series <coughs> to go at least six with the Rockets one. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of ticky tack calls against the Warriors early because the NBA needs Houston to win tonight, yeah. or tomorrow night. They need it for the ratings. Because and I remember I saw it was it was beautiful. I will say the Nuggets they are a good passing team. And there was one clip you can find it. Look up Jamal Murray airball three because they have a bounce, uh, fake shot bounce pass and they're like this beautiful ball movement. Yeah. And then he just airballs the three and it's like oh my god this is terrible. I would make the yeah. argument though like the Warriors. Yeah, I would agree because no one wants to watch that. The Warriors aren't that exciting to watch if you think about it. No. It's just a lot of threes. The the seven the seventy six is the most exciting team. It's true. They got everything. They got drama. They got a big man with funny quotes and Joel yeah. Embiid. Did you hear him talking about the shits the other day yeah, in his press yeah, conference? Can't beat that. 
Then you got the big man that can't shoot. You got Tobias Harris that thinks he's a star. He's not gonna get a max contract, but yeah, he wants Jimmy one. Jimmy Butler. You got Jimmy. You know. Yeah, but they got even the like white shoes. They got everything. In the Celtics. You got Kyrie, who's got That'd handles, fadeaways. We all love to see that. The East final will be better. That'll be more entertaining. Definitely, for sure. Um, speaking of the Warriors, the next score we have one fifteen one hundred nine. The Warriors beat the Rockets, and honestly, what was like. I mean, I, I watched it, and I will say, I watched both the 76ers-Raptors game and the Warriors-Rockets game, and both of them, like, felt competitive. I remember a, a dude walked in, I forget who it was, but he walked in, he was watching it, and he was like, dang, this looks really competitive, and then you look at the scoreboard, and you're like, one team's down by, like, 18. Because the 76ers-Raptors one, like, it got kind of chippy, because Siakam tried to, like, trip Joel Embiid, and then, yeah. like, Joel Embiid, like, windmill dunked on him or whatever. And it was like, it looked cool, but then they're like, oh, they're blowing them out. Like, this is boring. Whereas in the NHL, even if, like, like you always get entertaining play and the scores are never, like, that lopsided. Mm-hmm. This is also, too, in this last Kevin Durant, if you're thinking about going to the Knicks, with Kyrie Irving and a lottery pick, do you really think he's going to win anything? Yeah. Look at these teams here. 76ers, do you really think they're going to win the NBA Finals this year? No. No. And they got four stars, four or five legitimate stars. Yeah, true. The um, the Blazers, same thing. They got like three legit players. Yeah, CJ uh, McCollum, he's no slouch. Uh, Nurkic is another good player. Gas- yeah. uh, the well, he's rap- out. Yeah, the, um, or not Nurkic. It's, um, Gasol. No, not Gasol. He's on Toronto. The guy they just traded. Enes Kanter. Enes Kanter. Yeah, that's a legit player right there. Boston's got a lot of stars. That I don't think I don't know. Yeah. The, the if you're if you're in Golden State, you don't know how good you have it until it's gone. Yeah. Like, and he even said, "I'm having a lot of fun right now." Well, yeah, because yeah, it was funny though. There's a there's a a group interview that they all did, and it was um it was Sean Livingston, Steph, Clay, and and KD, and um the reporter was like, "Like, how fun is it?" You're like, "Oh, it's so much fun." He's like, "Have you ever felt like that? You guys are having so much fun that like you don't want to go anywhere else." And literally, Steph Curry and Sean Livingston were like, oh, yeah, like, I can never leave the Warriors. And Clay Thompson, Kevin Durant did not say a word, and their facial expression were just blank. They gone. Moving I don't know on. about Clay. I do think Kevin's yeah, really gone because he wants his legacy. I need to win a title. You're not winning one in New York there, bud. Yeah. I mean, it'll be good for the NBA, but you're not winning one in New York. Uh, moving on. Best for last. Bringing in the righty, but hopefully he's not in the... White Sox bullpen because it'll blow the whole Unless podcast. Unless you're Calvin Herrera or Alex We're Colin. bringing in Pedro Strope. Hats to the left, ladies and gentlemen. I'm talking about some more draft stuff. Because recently, we all talked about it. We all knew it was going to happen. Kyler Murray went number one overall. And the Arizona Cardinals, shortly after, traded Josh Rosen to the Miami Dolphins for a bag of chips and a soda to be named later. They gave him up for nothing, and they clearly said, look, you're not our guy. We got our guy. He's never played a minute in the NFL, but he's our guy, and you're just – we don't need you anymore. And you know what? One of his quotes that came out later was, when he saw I drafted him, I'll just beat him for the spot. And I was like, all right, you know what? Give me some fire. But then Steve Smith, the old receiver for the uh, Carolina Panthers, among other teams, he – among Baltimore, too. He mouthed off on uh, Josh Joshy Rosen – Basically, and it was very long rant, um, and he kind of went over time, but basically he was saying, like, don't be a little wuss, like, fight for your spot. You, we saw you didn't care at UCLA, and you still don't care. If, like, a guy gets drafted, you're just going to have to beat him out. Like, And there are a lot of people who, like, I mean, I, I'll tell you what, that video had around 40,000 retweets. A lot of people are like, yeah, like, 
Don't be a little wuss, Josh Rosen. Just beat Kyler Murray. And I cannot tell you how misguided and just stupid that is. I don't know where people are getting this notion that, like, Josh Rosen didn't care about the Cardinals, that he gave up on them, and that he just let Kyler Murray walk in to take his place. Because I think he was he was going to vie for that spot. He was going to do as best as he could to get that number one spot. And honestly, we don't even know if he could or not because he shipped off to Miami. And I tell you what, if Josh Rosen... Isn't gonna he 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 will be playing with a chip on his shoulder this entire year, and I can see why. And in addition, not even that, but he showed what a class act he is in the way that he handled the trade itself. Because he went to Miami and he had a very classy farewell message to the Cardinals, saying, "Hey, you know, I love my time in the desert. Uh, I'm sad it's seen come to the end." And if I were him, what you played like four and a half games, I would say, "Screw you guys. See ya. I'll be a starter over Miami." At least I, uh, at least I got a beach now. But Josh Rosen was very classy. He kept it all to himself, and he took it in stride very well. And we were talking about this before. I don't, I have no opinions, good or bad, on Kyler Murray. He was very good in college. I don't know if we'll get in the NFL. We'll have to see. But I honestly hope that Josh Rosen outperforms Kyler Murray by a lot because I think that'd be cool. Just say, hey, you know what? If you draft a guy and you're gonna just totally bail on him. A year later, after not giving him a shot, that's kind of a crappy move by the Arizona franchise. And so I have been turned into a Josh Rosen fan. And if you don't like Josh Rosen because of this whole process, you're just not paying attention to what's going on because he's a class act. Yeah, I would agree. Um, interesting uh, fact about that. Well, one, like, once you take Kyler Murray, you're, 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 there's no way you can keep Rosen yeah. in the same building. Yeah. He wasn't the only one that got a bum rap, though. His coach, first-year head coach, also got fired. And if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, because you know Kyler Murray's getting the start from day one yeah. with that rookie quarterback, take a look at rookie quarterbacks that have started eight games or more and what's happened to their head coaches. Last year, Josh Rosen played more than eight games. Head coach got fired. Sam Darnold, rookie year, played more than eight games. Todd Bowles got fired. Baker Mayfield played more than eight games as a starter. Both of his head coaches got fired. And he was fantastic. Mitch Trubisky, Air Sear, eight, more than eight games as a starter. John Fox got fired. So if I'm Cliff Kingsbury, you better hope this kid pans out because it's if true. he started more than eight games, your job's in the hot seat. And you yeah. can see the Cardinals—they've got a quick trigger finger there. They're not—they're uh, not keeping yeah, people going too long. So you know what? Just be warned with the rookie quarterback starting yeah. more than eight games. Yeah, Josh Rosen, I'm rooting for you, bud. I know he listens to this podcast, so I hope he hears this yes. message. In conclusion, he gets a bum rap because of the whole hot tub thing in college. Yeah, I would have a hot stupid. tub in my dorm if I if That'd I could. Dope. That would be do dope. I, do you think my dorm room's big enough for a hot tub? Eh, I don't know. I'd have to get rid of my it futon. Be a very, it wouldn't be a very big hot tub. It'd be kind of cool, though. It would be cool. If I had a hot tub in my I don't know where you're going to put it, though. Yeah, that's true. If you felt like wake up in the middle of the night, you forget the hot tub's there, and you step in that thing, that's no good. There's worse ways to wake up than going into a hot tub. It's true. Yeah. In conclusion, hot tubs messy and dorms? Oh, messy. is the goat. And hot tubs and dorms are cool. I don't know where we got the messy from. We kind of just pulled that one out. I just guy. wanted to close with that because that's the most important thing. Weren't all those better? Oh, Jesus. Uh-oh. Here comes a whole other attack. Yeah, they're going to cut it off now. Cut it off. <laughs> um, but, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, it's finals week next week, and, you know, Mitch and I are big, studious people, so we... We will be pumping out a two-hour-long edition of the podcast. Yes. I mean, yes, we'll be studying. <laughs> we'll be studying. But yeah, so we'll, uh, I'll give you some updates because I got, I got finals on Friday, so I don't know how that's going to These people go. don't care. Turn this crap off. Wow. Anyways. Do you care about Marshall's finals? My Take parents listen to this. Poll. 
And they care about my finals. They care about your grades. Oh, also, uh, this is whole side out. Shout out to Natalie Zito, so like number one fan. She talked about us in one of her classes here. So yes. good for her. Uh, but yeah, thanks for listening. Tune in next week. Um, as you know what, all the NBA series are going to be sweeps, so we'll be talking about the championship coming up. Watch uh, the sweaty Russians play hockey. Yeah. I hey, promise shout it'll be out exciting. to Groob. Yes, we oh, talked yes. about it. The Avs goalie, his nickname is Groob. He had a shout-out. He's very sweaty. I don't He's think his nickname's Russian. actually Groob. The story was, it was like, we have a good goalie. His, his name's Groobarb. He had a shout-out last night, yeah, like you said. Yeah. And he couldn't remember his name. He's like, it's Groob. Like, it's not Groob. I thought he was talking about, like, Groot, the Marvel guy. He's like, no, I'm telling you, it's Groob. We looked it up, and it was like, Groobarb. He's like, well, you know, I was yeah, close. close. So enough. that's what we're calling him. Yeah, so Groob for Groob. Shout-out Messi. Shout-out Natalie Zidane. Shout-out Groob. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week. See you.